Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, welcome back to Small Business School. It's your host, Stacey Millard, accountant, fractional CFO, and just lover of small businesses. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm so excited for today's conversation because I've talked about this with so many of my clients and so many people who are entrepreneurs. And I just think it's such a valuable conversation. Today, we're going to be chatting a little bit about the financial costs of hiring friends and family. Now, I'm going to say this is like often the case, not always the case. So take what you need and leave the rest. One of the things that I see most often in hiring friends and family is a very rosy outlook, a very excited expectation that your friends and your family are going to help you out and grow your business. And oh my gosh, like what more exciting time could we have than, you know, the people who are closest to us helping us grow our business? And it can feel that way at the start. I know myself, I have felt this so many times. I've actually worked with a couple of friends over the years. Um, sometimes it's went well, sometimes it hasn't. And I always though, at the very start, I'm so excited more so than any other employee. I feel like when I hire a team member that is just coming from, you know, a, um, maybe they're coming from another job or they're responding to an ad that's put out there. I, I have this level of discernment with hiring them and I find most other entrepreneurs do. But when we're hiring friends and family, there's this level of optimism. And it's just like, it's so incredible because it feels like we're not going it alone. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go it alone. And so it feels fun. But it oftentimes falls apart. And I want to talk to you about some of the reasons why, um, tying it into the financial aspect of why it falls apart and what we can do about it. So one of the very first things that I see is that sometimes we are hiring our friends and family because we can get a little bit of a discount. We look at maybe a skill set that they have, or maybe it's availability that they have. There's some reason that we're like, oh my gosh, this is just going to work amazing. And so we're like, you know what, we can pay them a little bit less than maybe what this other person would charge us and they're going to help us out. And if we can pay a little bit less, it means we're going to be able to grow the business faster. We're going to be able to afford some, maybe some more marketing and things like that. And we're really excited because they're giving, they're like giving themselves to the business. Maybe they're even working for free for you, right? Oh, I'll pack your orders. No problem for free. The problem with this is that down the road, they are going like their generosity has a limit. Okay. And you know what? So does mine. My, we all have our limits, right? So 
the problem though is as an entrepreneur we are seeing the opportunity we're like okay if we can just get to this point it will all be good but i don't think very many people stop and sit down and they're like okay how am i going to like what is the revenue point that i'm going to be able to start paying them a market wage for what what they're doing for me. Nobody really thinks about that. They just think, okay, I'm going to, I'll, I'll be able to pay them when I get there. They think it's a dollar value in sales or something. And they've just kind of thrown it at the wall. They're like, okay, I'll be able to. But the thing is, is a goalpost can often keep moving. You know, we have other things we want to invest in and we keep growing, or maybe we just don't hit the goalpost as quickly as we think we will. And without a clear picture, it's harder to hit. So one of the very first things that I always suggest is that if we're hiring friends and family, that they are paid a market wage. The other reason that we do this, sometimes our friends and family are like, I'm so sick of working this other shitty job. I really want to be paid well for what I do. I'm going to go work for so-and-so like they own their own business. Maybe they don't have a concept of how much money you're making, or they look at your business and think, oh, you are making a lot of money. They don't realize all the expenses that have to go in because they're not a, they're not an entrepreneur. They're an employee and they don't understand it all. So they are hoping for higher than a market wage. They want to be well compensated. Do you see all the different dynamics that happen and all because of miscommunications? Because we're not just looking at like, this is what this position pays. This is how the business makes money. This is what the business has to do in order to pay you this much. This is what you have to do in order to get paid this much. And we're not having those conversations that we would otherwise have with employees. So in, in both directions, not being taken advantage of and not taking advantage of friends and family members when it comes to how much we're going to pay them. Understanding their generosity has a limit if you're asking for them to work for free or to help you out. Um, making sure that that's a short period of time, doing making sure it's a short period of time by doing the right amount of planning to get them to the place that you're paying them. And also, I would add on to that, like understanding how long do they want to be involved? right? Oftentimes we're lacking that conversation. And it's like, they're like, oh, I want to help you out for a bit. Maybe they're retired. I'm thinking of parents of um, entrepreneurs that I know that are like retired and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll help you out for a bit. Um, but because we like, first of all, we have the fire, this, you know, friend or family member comes in and they put out the fire. We're like, okay, it's taken care of. We kind of let go of paying attention to that and we shift gears and start looking in a different direction without reminding ourselves that like there's a time limit on how long they're going to want to do that for. Maybe um, they're a parent and they, they're, you know, working evenings and weekends, they're not going to want to do that forever. Maybe they're um, one of your parents and they're looking to retire and they actually want to be retired, um, not getting busier and busier. So, you know, understanding what is the time limit on this look like? Are they coming on board as a true employee, you know, for the life of the business um, or the life, however long the business is going to be around in that capacity? Like, what does that look like? Um, the other thing that I will say about hiring friends and family is that sometimes relationship management is distracting from the business. I want you to be able to, to be discerning about, you know, how you are acting with this friend or family member within your business and understand if it's costing you in an opportunity cost. Okay. Time is also money. Um, 
if we're not spending our time wisely, those relationships can affect us in so many different ways. Maybe our family member um, has like a boundary issue where they're sharing things that wouldn't otherwise be shared with employees or vice versa. Maybe employees aren't sharing things with that family member. If that family member, if you put them in place as management, maybe employees aren't being open with that, you know, middle level manager that's a family member of yours because they're worried that things are going to get back to the top where they otherwise wouldn't. So really having to understand how the relationship plays out in the business is incredibly important. And then just taking steps to eliminate that, right? How can there be open dialogue or, you know, how can you manage things so that it's not a hindrance? Um, the last thing that I will say, actually, I'll say two last things. Second last thing is that sometimes because they're friends and family, we have an utmost amount of trust in this individual and we actually make up things that they want or could do without them actually ever agreeing to doing it. We can see, we know them well. So we're like, oh my gosh, they're so good at this. Or they could totally do that. Or they could learn this. I've done this with, with my husband before. I'm like, he could totally learn this. He probably could. But does he want to? And did he agree to? And if they haven't, this is where we start ending up with some of those relationship problems. So having open lines of communication, what are they actually wanting to do? What are they agreeing to do? And how are they going to show up in the business? And being able to talk to them about that is really important. Um, making sure that they're on board and that we're not just making it up for the best of the business. Okay. And the last thing um, with hiring friends and family that I see that, you know, affects the bottom line dollar is we take on overhead. So we take on a family member because we're like, we just need help. We're drowning in work. I need somebody I can trust. And we take on overhead their wage instead of streamlining because it's the easy answer when we're like, I am tapped for time. I don't know how to solve this. I'm just going to pay them the wage and it's just going to make things easier. And instead of using them coming on board as building some breathing room to go back and say, how is this business operating? Is it efficient? We're taking on their wages as overhead and it's affecting the bottom line. It's affecting the profit because it's really not efficient. Yes, maybe we did need to hire them for a period of time to buy us enough capacity to actually take a step back, look at the system, start making changes, eliminate some things, delegate other things. Um, but maybe we're overpaying them for the work that they're doing instead of, you know, using an AI tool or using software to do things better or asking more of our employees or changing, you know, the flow of work through our office, all sorts of things like that. Maybe we're taking on overhead to solve the problem and it's like shoving a, a rag in the hole and, and we're still leaking water instead of actually patching and repairing and fixing that hole. So that's the other way that I see, you know, friends and family um, kind of compromising that bottom line and what's best for the business. And every single one of those things had a solution, right? When we're talking about hiring and um, family members, we're paying them a market wage. We're having those conversations with them, just like we would any other employee about what compensation looks like. If they're satisfied with compensation, we are making sure that our relationship with them at work is kind of like that arm's length. It's the same as every other employee so that it's not distracting. It's not harming. There's no preferential treatment. We're making sure that they actually want to do the things that you're saying that they can do or that you're delegating to them to do. And we are making sure that we're not just taking on overhead and bringing them on the team to because we're so underwater and then 
not really running an efficient operation because it's just like the pressure's off and we don't have to look at it. Okay, I hope you love this episode and I can't wait to chat with you next time. If you have a friend or a family member that you've hired and had a great experience, I'd love for you to share on social media. Like, what did you do? Share with other business owners. This is exactly why, like, you know, 10 years ago when I started, I had this dream of entrepreneurs really collaborating and saying what they did to have success. So share on social media what you did, tag the episode, share any takeaways that you had, and I can't wait to chat with you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right, I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.